Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. I think I said this just yesterday, that I'm getting to the point where I'm beginning to get sick of doing this job. Not because I don't enjoy talking about sports, but, but but I just don't enjoy all of the games that people play. I don't enjoy the fact that there's certain things that happen in the background that, you know, the public is not aware of. And I just don't like the games. I got into this thing thinking, OK, we're going to talk about sports. We're going to keep it real. Uh, and that's it. But the more time I spend within the business, I'm now realize, OK, you can't say this. You can't talk about this. This person's affiliated with that. That person is. And, and most. And I think the, the 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 group that suffers the most is the audience. Uh, because the audience is getting a watered down product, right? And they don't really know what the hell is going on. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing, right? Um, I've always said that Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. I never met Kobe. I'm not associated with, with, anyone, with anyone within Kobe Bryant's camp. I think that Michael Jordan is uh, um, the greatest player who ever played because I think Kobe's one of the greatest ever. I don't know Jordan. I'm not affiliated with Jordan. I don't know, and, and, and I don't, nor do I want to be, right? I'm saying that. Uh, because that's what I truly believe. Now, there have been a lot of people in sports media that have been accused of saying things that they don't really believe, or they're saying things because they're basically sent out there to propagate uh, a particular message. And one of those people has been Nick Wright, right? Nick Wright really made his name for himself when he came on television and basically trolled the hell out of Michael Jordan. As a matter of fact, if you go on YouTube and you search Nick Wright, that particular clip on Undisputed when Shannon Sharp was there back in 2015 or 16, whatever the hell it was, when he said LeBron had uh, uh, surpassed Michael Jordan, that's his most viewed clip to this day. I think it has something like 4.5 million views. That's the one that really got people paying attention to Nick Wright by basically trolling Michael Jordan. And at the time and to this current moment, a lot of us feel like this guy doesn't really mean what he's saying. And all of us have always speculated, like, wait a minute, the way this guy defends LeBron, the way he goes, the way he went at Kobe, the way he goes at Jordan, uh, you know, ranking Jordan with, with his recently top 50 uh, greatest NBA players in the last 50 years, ranking Jordan number three behind LeBron, who was number one and Kareem and number two. A lot of people are like, is this guy trolling or, any, or is he doing the biddings? Uh, is he doing the, the bidding for uh, LeBron James and Clutch Sports? So what happened? Uh, a few months ago, we actually came across a clip where Doug Gottlieb, who was a colleague of Nick Wright, basically said Nick Wright was assigned to Clutch Sports, right? But then what happened yesterday, they were talking about the Draymond Green situation on speak on First Things First, and Nick Wright was talking about it. And then it got to the point, and Nick Wright basically came out and said on public TV, public uh, on, on live TV and said, I'm signed with Clutch Sports, so I know it may be an awkward moment at the Christmas party. And I was like, wait, what? So for those of you who did not hear Nick Wright actually publicly admit this on live TV, I'm going to play it for you right now, and I'm going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to Nick Wright saying that he signed the clutch sports. He could have really hurt the dude. The, I mean, That's the, just complete. Like, he if, if he had thrown that punch, I'd sign Right. I, so, listen. I, I, Brew, I agree and with you. And 10 is fine, I, but I'm saying I, I'd, be, I'd be fine. It would be at least 10. I, okay, but I, Wilds, here's my only problem with the money part of it, then I'll get into it. Yeah. 
your length of suspension should, should not be impacted at all by if you're a max guy or a minimum right. salary guy. I buy and that. so, like, the money is just game checks. You know I what know, I mean? Just, so if it were, he makes $21 million a year right now on his current deal. Steph makes 60. So, you know what I mean? A five-game suspension right. for Steph would be more than Draymond. But I just the, – the, I'm not concerned about the money part of it Can at I just, all. Can I one yeah. thing on the money part? Sure. The whole reason the in-season tournament worked – is because guys were getting half a million dollars. Yes. And Draymond's, like, lost more than that because Nurkic was slightly bothering him holding his hip. Which it, it just seems beyond comprehension. Right. It's, there is no rationality to what he's doing. And I would argue before the NBA announces his official suspension, the Warriors are within their rights to come out and say... You think they will, though? I, I think they, I think they should. They've allowed a lot of Right, this. but I wonder if they regret it. I wonder if they regret how important ring night was after he cold-cocked Jordan Poole. Another time he could have really hurt somebody. Instead, he just really hurt the team. But we now have four wildly violent, very different incidents in 15 months. We have a Jordan Poole uh, jumping punch. We have a stomp on Sabonis' chest. We have a choke of Gobert. We have a spinning back fist on Nurkic. Four in 15 months. Three in his last 26 games played. One in every nine games he's averaging a wildly That's violent a wild moment. That's crazy. Right? If we, That's crazy. I, I looked it up this morning. In the last two years, mm-hmm. 624 people have played an NBA game. If we were to say, hey, what are the four most violent on-court acts committed? It would be four Draymond Green offenses. He is the Nikola Jokic of on-court violence, what Jokic is to like 40-point triple doubles. It's like, hey, who's done it? It's just his name a bunch of times. And I am not – listen, I understand this is going to make it awkward for me at the you know upcoming Clutch Sports Christmas party, but I'll deal with that. I think Draymond Green's out of control. I don't think he, and I mean that literally, I don't think he can control himself. And the things he's doing right now, when I said after the Gobert thing that these are UFC moves, that wasn't hyperbolic. I can prove it to you. Here, bro, I've got video for you. That's the Jordan Poole punch. That is a UFC knockout. Now we can show you the Sabonis stomp, which we had to go to a different league because that's outlawed in the UFC. Not even allowed there. We can show you the rear naked choke on an NBA court and a guy making the same face as Gobert. Like, you got to be kidding me. And we can show you the spinning back fist. If this is... This is way worse than Gobert to me. And here's the other concern, Brew, and I want your, your thoughts on this. It seems to be taking less and less... To provoke him. That's what's interesting. So Sabonis, like if you remember when we argued about Sabonis, you made the point, well, Sabonis was holding right, him. They had right. been going back and forth. The, we all agreed the stomp was an overreaction, mm-hmm. but there was a real back and right. forth. Okay. Then the Gobert thing, you made the point, well, Gobert like was touching Clay, even though it was, there was at least slight provocation. Nurkic is doing something that is called playing defense. That's it. So, like, yeah. the provocation has gotten less and less. And I have the other question I have is this. Let's say it's 10 games. And in 20 games, he does something else. Uh, is he on, because in my mind, he is on a two strikes for this season right now. If there is another 
outwardly, unambiguously violent act. Out, I'm not talking about a flagrant foul going for a life. I'm talking about something like we've seen. I think he's done for the rest of the season. So you heard what Nick Wright had to say. You heard it right there. He said, I am signed to Clutch Sports. Now, some people say, well, some slow people, oh, some people who are not as bright will say, well, I don't understand. What's the issue? The issue is the conflict of interest. And then makes me wonder, is everything that you say about LeBron based on the fact that you work for a company that LeBron is also affiliated with because LeBron, you know, his agent is Rich Paul, who's the owner of Clutch Sports. So you guys are directly related. And one would also surmise that you guys probably know each other and met on multiple occasions. And then I'd begin to make, then it begins to make sense. No wonder you're always saying nice things about LeBron. No wonder you're always taking shots at Michael Jordan. No wonder you're always taking, you always used to take shots at Kobe Bryant. And to me, you lose a lot of credibility when you do that. This is just my personal view. It makes it seem like as if you're just going out there to parrot a particular narrative that these guys won't propagate it to the public. And once that, once I begin to understand that, I can't take you seriously anymore because you're basically doing LeBron James's bidding. That's all you're doing. And it makes me realize that the only reason you went out there back on 2015, 2016, whatever the hell it was on the on, uh, Undisputed and said that was because you were signed to Clutch Sports and Clutch Sports wanted that message out there. And I got a problem with this. I do. It's like in politics, it's like having politicians that lobbyists have got to. And they're getting and they're receiving their lobby funded. And, you know, that's legal in Washington, D.C., which is incredible. I think super PACs were, 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 were um, legal at one point. I'm not sure if they still have super PACs, but that's insane. Where you basically could just a, a, a person that was extremely rich could just pick, give somebody an unlimited amount of money. And then that person who's running for office or who may take the position in office, you're thinking, oh, I voted for him. And you're like, no, 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 no. You may have voted for him, but that person is beholden to the person that gave him all of those funds. And that's legal in Washington, D.C. I don't know if they still do it to the day. I don't follow politics uh, as much. That's just one of the reasons I can't, I can't get down with politics. But back to my original point. That's the issue. That's the issue with me. Nick Wright is a LeBron James uh, uh, worshiper, he goes out there and propagates whatever clutch sports and these guys want him to say. And that's one of the reasons I can't take these guys seriously. I just can't. I'm sorry. I I, I just can't. Because it makes me, it, I truly believe that you don't really mean what you're saying. And you're only saying that because you're in the employment of, or you're affiliated or represented by clutch sports. And I think that's a problem. I think that is a problem. A real problem. I think these should be independent voices going out there saying what they think. That's what I think. I can. I remember hearing Charles Barkley numerous occasions. I don't care who wins or loses. I don't think Charles Barkley really has a horse in the race at, at any level on who's winning or losing. Now he may want a particular team to, to win or lose, but I don't think he cares to that point. I don't think he has anything invested. These guys do. Now I don't know if that's the truth about Shannon Sharp, but then it makes me begin to question. Do you really believe all of those things you will say? That's the problem in my personal view. Some people don't, don't have any issue with it. I do. Because when you go out there and start saying things that sound ass backwards, we then begin to wonder, why are you even saying this? This doesn't make any sense. And then when we hear that, oh, this person is affiliated with this particular organization, it goes, oh, no wonder you're saying that. And to me, you lose credibility when you do this. This is just my personal view. It's just, And there are a lot of people like this in sports media, unfortunately. 
unfortunately it's 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 a damn shame it is such a damn shame but hey uh it is what it is that's what these guys do so you heard it for yourself that's from nick Wright's own mouth not mine now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on facebook at dreamers pro official instagram at dreamers pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment Oh my God, man! These days, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in sports media these days, and the sports in general. So, as you guys know, um, the in-season tournament just recently uh, concluded, right? And we had the Lakers win the tournament. Subsequently, after that, a lot of people in media, a lot of well, not, I wouldn't say a lot of Laker fans, some Laker fans. A lot of LeBron fans tried to make it into this big thing, right? We produced shows about it. People were online talking about, wow, you know, LeBron finally has his fifth championship ring and five MVPs at 39. Amazing. And we we're like, when did he win his fifth? When did he win his fifth ring? When did he win his fifth MVP? Like none of those things happened. Last time we checked an MVP is for a regular season, right? When you went for an 82 game, not no play in tournament the last seven games, right? So people are trying to make it a big thing. Uh, we laughed at it. A lot of people laughed at it. In fact, a lot of people were pissed off that, you know, people were trying to make it into this big thing. But I get the NBA was trying to sell it, a new product, uh, whatever. Then we got the other news that the Lakers announced that they were going to be hanging uh, this in-season tournament banner. And a lot of us almost fell out of our chairs. Like, wait, the Lakers said what? The Lakers are going to do what? Excuse me? And, you know, a lot of people were trying to defend it like, oh, you know, no, 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 no. You got to understand. It's a moment. It's a moment. And a moment. So, so so what happened? Uh, yesterday, I was going through the Internet and I came across um, an episode from what is it? The Dan Patrick show. And the special guest was Charles Barkley. Now, if you guys know anything about Charles Barkley, you know, Charles Barkley going to keep it real regardless of this. He's he going to say what he thinks. So Dan Patrick was talking to Charles Barkley about a range of things. And then it gets to the part where he asked Charles Barkley to weigh in on the Lakers deciding to hang uh, the 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 in-season tournament banner. And when Charles got the news, man, he just started basically, you know, making fun of the Lakers and people that would even want, would even consider doing something like that. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Charles Barkley had to say as he clowned uh, the Lakers and LeBron fans who thought that this would be a good idea to do that. So take a listen to what Charles Barkley had to say here. Uh, and then we're going to come back and react to his comments. Take a listen to that. How much do you celebrate winning the in-season tournament if you're the Lakers? Are you, Dan, are you serious right now? <laughs> are you serious right now? They're going to raise a banner, Charles. Are you serious right yeah, now? Know. Now, if you're the Pacers, I said you do a parade, you do a banner in the ceiling, any reason to celebrate. You you do in-season rings for the Pacers if you win against the Lakers. But Dan, the- let, me, <laughs> let me tell you something. If the Pacers do an in-season parade, I'm going to Indy for that, okay? No, we don't. You know, it was a resounding success. Yeah. Uh, everybody's really happy with the in-season tournament, but we're not raising banners. We're not doing parades. They were doing champagne with goggles, Charles. You know, <laughs> I'm so glad that I wasn't watching 
Uh, I'm so glad that I wasn't watching Saturday night. If I saw them doing champagne for the in-season tournament, yeah. I could say it was a resounding success. <laughs> but if the late, uh, you don't do you don't do champagne for the in-season tournament. I'm glad I did not see that. I'm really glad I didn't see that. And then people on social media said, uh, "Hey, Jordan never won an in-season tournament, and LeBron has." And I went, "He didn't play in an in-season tournament." But how important would an in-season tournament have been to Jordan? Well, I think, all first of all, you just want to win the games. I don't think it would have been, uh, listen, I think it would have been a better story personally if the Pacers had a one because sure. it, it was a really coming out party for Therese Halliburton. He was fabulous, unbelievable. He seemed like a great kid also. Uh, but the Lakers, they're the Lakers. There's two teams in the NBA that championship or bust matter to. The Lakers and the Celtics are the gold standard. Uh, you can throw the Bulls in there a little bit and the Spurs, but if you're the Lakers or the Celtics, only thing matter is the board championship. And listen, like I say, it was a great success, but the in-season tournament, I, I really – the Lakers better not have a put up an in season. I think they are. That listen, man. If they do that, I'm gonna roast their ass on TV. <laughs> you know we're gonna have to talk about it. If they put that in season tournament banner up, Dan, I'm gonna roast them on television. So you heard what Charles Barkley had to say. Now, um, I said on a post on the community section a few days ago that you know the Lakers have been doing a lot of weird stuff that I cannot kind of abide by. I used to be a Laker fan because Kobe Bryant really turned me into a Laker fan. He's the one that made me care uh, to be a Laker, to be quite honest with you. So I started following the team because of him. And then Lakers started, you know, Lakers started doing some stuff that I just wasn't feeling. Like they just, they was on some other stuff that I wasn't feeling uh, after Kobe retired. And I heard some Laker fans like, you know, uh, you know, Kobe did what he did, but now we got to move on. I'm like, wait, 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 what? We talking about the same dude that helped bring five rings to this organization. We gonna forget about him because of what? Hold on, a bubble ring? Are you are, are are you being serious? Like, that's what that's all it took. That's all it took, right? So I was like, nah, I'm not rocking with the Lakers. They own some of it. Uh, you know what I you know what I mean? Now some people, oh, you're not a real fan. I don't care. I don't care. I got standards, man. I'm not supporting the nonsense. Like I'm not. And funny enough, there's some Laker fans that don't abide by this. So I don't know what y'all on. Now there's still Laker fans and good for them, but. I'm not. Just, I'm not that type of fan. Like players make me interested in the game. Like I'm not like oh go because I'm born in Maryland. Uh, you know oh so I got to support the Wizards. Nah. Oh I grew up in New York. Oh I got to support the Knicks. Nah. It don't. It don't work like that for me. You can support however you want. So I came across a clip of the late Kobe talking about the fact that the Lakers we're all about championships, man. We don't hang Western Conference banners and all of that stuff. We don't do that. We're all about hanging banners. We're not about the stats and all those other stuff. We're about championships. So for those of you who didn't hear Kobe Bryant say those words, I want to quickly play what Kobe had to say about that, and then we'll continue on with the show. This franchise does not hang division banners. <laughs> it does not hang conference championships. <laughs> we hang one banner and one banner only, and that's NBA titles. And you may not like it. You may think it sucks. You may think it's not great sportsmanship. Get over it. It is what it is. It's a city of champions for a reason. So that's what Kobe Bryant said. 
that's the standard I'm used to. Now y'all, now the new y'all on some other stuff, whatever. That's for y'all. We don't all have to vibe on the same level, uh, but that's the stuff I was used to. And then I, I'm, I'm beginning to understand that you guys are on some other stuff. So it is what it is. Um, you know, everybody has the right to support what they want to support. But I just thought it was hilarious that Charles Barkley, you know, was saying that these guys actually want to go up there and hang a banner. Uh, to me, to me, it's to me, it's quite funny. But I guess they're trying to find a way to legitimize this uh, this award. But you know. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. We had actually finished producing content for the day. Stepped out, had to run some errands, uh, some personal errands, and then I was just there uh, on my phone. And I came across some shows, specifically Get Up, where they were discussing the news surrounding Draymond Green. As you guys know, yesterday when we spoke about the story, I made my position crystal clear. I said the NBA needs to suspend Draymond Green for at least 25 games. I'm not a fan of Draymond Green's antics. I don't think what he does is cute. I don't think it's funny kicking people uh, in their private region and acting like you don't know what's going on, doing all of that sucker you know what on the court. I never found that to be amusing, and I was never within the constituency of people that always found a reason to defend it. I was never that person, right? So I made my my feelings pretty clear. And yesterday, uh, Jay Williams of ESPN, he, he spoke about the issue. And he was the only one that I heard really take a strong stance on it. Other people were joking about it. Other people were trying to make a joke about it, make light of it. And I didn't think it was funny whatsoever. So what happened this morning? This morning, I tuned into, um, uh, what is it, ESPN Get Up. And I was listening to the panel. Everyone was, uh, everyone was talking. And then it came time for Michael Wilbon. Uh, to discuss the Draymond Green issue and to kind of weigh in and give his thoughts and, and feelings on the Draymond Green incident. And when it came time for him to talk about it, he absolutely annihilated Draymond Green on live TV. And I believe he said what needed to be said on the issue. So for those of you who didn't hear what Mike Wilbon had to say, I want to play it for you now. We're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Mike Wilbon had to say uh, today on uh, ESPN. Take a listen to that there. You heard what Stephen A. said, and you've heard so much of the reaction here. What is your reaction to the way this has begun now with the league and your expectation of where it goes from here? Well, Greeny, my reaction is probably a little bit more severe maybe than Stephen A.'s. I, I, yes, he needs help, okay? But they need to take him off the court until he proves he's interested in getting that help and paying attention. Because Draymond Green wasn't paying attention to the last suspension. We know that because he tweeted and he said out loud, I'm going to be me. And finally, the league has said, no, you don't get to be you. You don't own the workplace. There are other people, by the way, your peers, your professionals, who work in this place who should not have to fear being kicked in the crotch or smacked in the face or choked in public view to work. You, you are not more entitled to this workspace than they are. And it's going to be interesting, you know, to see the union reaction. The union represents more than Draymond Green. And I'm sort of amazed at the, sort of, at the lack of anger in some quarters at this. I mean, look, I know Draymond Green a little bit, enough to know this is complex. When you sit and talk to him, and Greeny, you have, and Stephen A. has a million times, and I have a lot of times, there is intellect and sense of humor and presence. You know what I mean? There's a sense of history of the... I have never had a conversation with Draymond Green where I walked away thinking that was a waste of time. As a matter of fact, just the opposite. Sure. I wanted it to last longer. Yeah. So you have that. You have a champion, a four-time champion, who's going straight to the Hall of Fame. And 
My son says to me on the ride this morning, Dad, can Draymond Green even be on the Olympic team? No, he can't. You see this behavior? This is consistently going on for, what, eight years? How long has this been going on? And Draymond's given voice to it. I remember last year, Greedy, when we were all on a location, maybe it was, I don't know where we were, but the, the Warriors were playing a game, and Kendrick Perkins and I were just talking to Draymond about the slow road start the Warriors were off on. And Draymond looked at both of us and just said, listen, part of this is on me because I can't lead the way I normally lead, and the team needs me to because of the punch with Jordan Poole. This is Draymond telling us this, and he knew it. Right. And so I think that the whole situation, the culture has failed him in that, you know, now I sound parental, but okay, maybe I need to be. Mm -hmm. The commissioner's office or someone needed to say before now, no, you're going away. Right. Not for five games. You're going to go away now for as long as we need you to until this gets fixed. Because Draymond Green is too valuable. He's too great a player. He's too valuable to the industry, to his team. I mean, wh mm -hmm. what are we talking about here? And so mm -hmm. it's disappointing, but I, I, I found myself... I don't want to hear indefinite turn into seven games. I don't want to hear that. That would be, let me make sure I'm saying this clearly, gutless. So you heard what Michael Wilbon had to say. Listen, I 100% agree with him. I also agree with him that if they do not suspend Draymond Green, in this case the NBA or uh, the Golden State Warriors, whoever's going to suspend him, uh, is going to look like an absolute joke. And it's going to show me that and show us that these people don't really care about how players act on the court. Let me repeat it once more for those may, who may be unaware. The incident of Draymond Green running down the court like a madman and jumping on the back of Rudy Gobert and choking him and dragging him across the court. If Draymond did that on the street, he would be arrested for assault. Police officers are not even allowed to do that move. Draymond got away with it. And the part that got me was there were people that were actually laughing about it. What is so funny about watching somebody get choked out on TV? What is so funny? And then people then try to justify it and say, oh, well, Rudy Gobert tried to touch uh, the, the opposite teammate to separate. The so so uh, you're, you're trying to tell me that an equal response is throwing a chokehold on another player? on live television, which moves me to the next point. We're not playing at Rucker Park. We're not playing at some, we're not playing at Drew League. These are professional NBA players that are playing for the biggest league in terms of basketball, which means that there's big money. There's a lot of investors. I was listening to uh, Brian Winors yesterday who said that the Golden State Warriors have invested $400 million into this basketball team just this year alone. So you don't get to behave like as if we at Rucker Park. There's a certain way you can you you have to behave when you're an NBA player, and we're not going to make you. We're not going to allow some kind of bush league behavior. That's not basketball. That's not competitive basketball. And I didn't see any reason for that. He got off light there. He got off easy there. When they should have thrown the book at him, they didn't. And I believe that the people that have been making excuses for Draymond Green, the, the people in media, the fan, y'all are the reason this dude has got, because Draymond feels like he can get away with anything. Even when it comes time to show, to show excuse me, some contrition, he can't even do that.
He can't even do that. Oh, well, you know, I got to do me. And I, when, I, when I do when I, when I do certain things, I mean, what? I, like, yo, what are you talking about right now, bro? You threw somebody in a chokehold. What are you on right now? No one does more sucker you know what than Draymond. I don't like the way that guy plays back. He doesn't. He's a dirty player. I'm sorry. He's a dirty player. Period. End of story. Draymond does some of the most sus stuff on a basketball court. He kicks dudes in their private regions. He is stomped on people's chests while sitting on the floor. Yesterday, he just smacked that dude. And if you watch the play again, Draymond smacks uh, Yusuf Nurkic in the face. If you go back and investigate that play, he then jumps up and acts like somebody did something. That's Draymond Green in a nutshell for you. This is why I can't stand Draymond Green. I can't. I'm sorry. Because he does too much sucker you know what. And then when it comes time for somebody to retaliate, he looks around like he doesn't know what's going on. He acts like he's he's totally confused at what just happened. I don't like that. Draymond is emotionally unstable. We've been saying this for a while. We've been saying this, and people need to be people need to keep it real. We're gonna get to another topic of when Stephen A. Smith tried to make excuses for him. We're gonna get to that show sh- shortly when Michael Wilbon basically confronted him and said, "No, no, no, you, we're, we're not gonna let you get away with that." Draymond Green is not no little child running around on a basketball. He's a grown adult. Certainly gets paid like one, too. So to me, man, listen, um, I'm not a fan of Draymond. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that type of basketball. There's no basketball player that I ever endorse and be like, yo, I love the way he... I don't like that. I just do not like it, and I think he's 100% on the money. They need to seriously suspend... He doesn't care. He does not care. This is the part people don't seem to understand. He doesn't care. He just got, what, three technicals or whatever it is in the last uh, three incidents and three ejections in the last 30 days? You just came off a suspension and you're on on another suspension? And this is somebody that cares? You know how you know Draymond doesn't care? Number one, he keeps repeating the same behavior. Number two, when you listen to him, he said, oh, well, you know, uh, I normally don't apologize for things that I meant to do, but this one, I apologize. What are you talking about, Cuzzo? I'm not a Draymond Green fan at all. I'm sorry. Some people in the media are going to be twerking it up, dancing all over the place. I am not a fan of Draymond Green and his antics. I am not. I don't have to like it. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I'm just going to cut straight to the point right here. This is a pretty serious show, and I'm going to get uh, what's on my chest off my chest immediately. As you guys know, the NBA released the information uh, via Adrian Wojnarowski that Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely. What, what that means, what that actually means, no one knows as of now. But what we do know, he's not going to be in any action anytime soon, and it's 100% Draymond Green's fault. It is nobody else's fault but Draymond Green's fault. I think it's important that we state that from the onset. It is his fault. Because there are other players in the NBA that also have tempers, they also have tempers, they get annoyed, and they don't behave the way Draymond Green does. So it's Draymond Green's fault. Draymond is not playing under a set of circumstances that are different from the other 450 players playing in the NBA, 444, whatever you want to call it, players playing in the NBA. They're all playing under the same circumstance, same court, same team. You get you, you understand what I'm saying. Right? But Draymond has this Draymond seems to operate by his own set of rules. So the, the NBA decided to suspend him. Now Yesterday, Jay Williams of ESPN went on ESPN First Take and confronted Stephen A. Smith by saying people in the past, including him, have been the ones that have always found ways to defend Draymond Green. And oh, by the way, last time when Draymond Green, uh, what's the word, threw a chokehold 
on an NBA player on live TV. Stephen A. Smith was amongst the people talking about, oh, he should get through the five. That was your man. That was your man, and I'm and I'm gonna get to that uh, 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 in a moment. So th these people have been amongst the Draymond Green apologists. They always want to look at it from a nuance uh, uh, standpoint. They try to intellectualize nonsense, the nonsense and the BS antics that Draymond Green does periodically, right? So what happened this morning? They were discussing this issue. They had the panel there: Michael Greenberg, they had Stephen A. Smith, they had Michael Wilbon, and they were discussing this, and they were having a back and forth. Initially, when Michael Wilbon spoke. He took a strong position. Then Stephen A. Smith decided to have a rebuttal. During his rebuttal, he tried to push back on some of the he tried to push back on some of the strong positions that Michael Wilbon had uh, uh, towards Draymond Green. And then Michael Wilbon finally got fed up with him. He's like, "No, I disagree with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop making excuses for this guy." So, for those of you who did not hear that exchange, I want to quickly play it for you now, and then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts. Take a listen to this exchange here. Well, let me say this. Let me push back. And I appreciate uh, the godfather himself, Mike Wilbon, who we all revere, uh, waking me up in the morning. It's rare. Usually I'm up. But damn it, I'm tired. I'm on the West Only Coast, for you Mike too. Wilbon. Only for I mean, you, you, you know, you, you, but, but, but let, let me wake up and say this. Listen, Mike Wilbon is absolutely right with every single word that he others. And I get that. And it doesn't need to be seven games. That would be gutless. It needs to be more than that. There is no doubt about that. But where I'm going to push back, respectfully and to just to just alter the conversation to some degree we've shown an elevated level of understanding for a lot of people and in, 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 throughout professional sports over the years there is clearly something going on with with Draymond Green that doesn't have anything to do with basketball and he seems incapable of leaving it off the court and bringing it on the court okay that is a problem now that's for his to handle that's his business to articulate to the masses all of that other stuff but this isn't just about basketball this runs far deeper than that and so when I hear players talking about yeah he's got problems yeah he's got problems and they know what some of those problems entail to just flippantly sit up there and say you know he needs some help i'd like damn you know y'all could do better than that there's nobody absolving draymond green he can't be absolved he can't be protected on this he can't be absolved from what has transpired there's too many transgressions that have taken place no doubt but i'm not going to act like what we've been seeing over the last nine months or what we've been seeing over the last year is what we've been seeing for eight years i'm not going to go that far okay i'm not going to look at an incident where he gets ejected in the finals because him and lebron gets in a tussle and make that tantamount to what happened with Jordan Poole. And make that tantamount to what happened with Sabonis. And make that tantamount to what just happened, you know, obviously with Rudy Gobert and now this. No, what's transpired since Jordan Poole, there's an elevated level of angst and problems that are going on in the life of Draymond Green that far exceed what happened years ago. And so to me, when we're talking about him and we're saying, okay, he's been suspended more than anybody outside or, or you know, or, or the Rashid Wallace and all of this other stuff, I get where everybody's coming from. But we need to understand that over since the Jordan Poole incident, right around that time, what has been transpiring with Draymond Green is far more excessive than what we've seen before. Let's not act like this is what's been going on for 10 or 12 years. That's all well, I'm Stephen saying. Stephen A., I'm not going to parse every Draymond Green thing, and I don't know what's going on in his life. I don't. I'm not going to say I don't care because I've just right. talked about how I've gotten to know and right. like him. I care if there's something going on in his life. There's something going on in the lives of a whole lot of people you can't bring to your workplace. But I'm nobody resolving that. So you heard what Michael Wilbon had to say to Stephen A. Smith. I like the fact that he said, what do you mean that Draymond Green is going through stuff? Everybody is going through something. Thank you, Michael Wilbon, for saying what needed to be said. Help me figure it out. 
Is Draymond Green the only person walking around on planet Earth? Help me figure. Is he the only one? Is he the only one that gets frustrated? Is he the only one that gets bad news? I don't think he is. I think everybody from time to time goes through these things. The difference is between an adult and someone that can behave themselves in a civilized society is you can curtail your emotions and you don't you don't just go off and, and get unhinged and start smacking people and kicking people in their private regions. That's the fundamental difference between Draymond Green and everybody else. So I don't understand why Stephen A. Smith is making an excuse for him. Number one, number two. Number two. Why is Stephen A. Smith defending this? I don't understand it. Stephen A. Smith seems to feel more sympathy for the assailant than the victim. I, this, is, this is the part that gets me. Where was all of this nuance for Rudy Gobert in his neck? What if something more severe happened? What if something more severe happened? You're talking about we need to understand. Why, why, why won't you just... You see, Stephen A. Smith and others are amongst the people that have coddled... The fact of the matter is this, and we got to say it. These guys are being coddled. These are grown babies that are being coddled. Nobody wants to say what it really is. And the irony is, when it comes to people in our own lives, we can seem to be able to pierce through the veil and call it like it is. Whenever it's our brothers, our cousins, our moms, our dad, or we can keep it real then. But when it comes to athletes, all of a sudden we got to be tippy-toeing and dancing all over the place. Why? Why? Enough is enough with these excuses. Oh, well, you got to understand he's going through things and personal things. I, I, you know what gets me? This has been the same story for Draymond Green for years now. This has been the same story with him. And I just do not understand it. Why are we making all of these excuses for a dirty basketball player? Draymond Green is a dirty basketball player. He does things that nobody else in the NBA does. No one. You mean to tell me nobody thought, yo, is something wrong with this dude? Nobody else thought that. Have you ever seen a video when Draymond Green gets ejected? Did you see the game? I think it was between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. And I think Draymond Green was ejected in the playoff. Go back and look at that game. And look how Draymond Green was be behaving on the court after he got it. Is that the behavior of a normal person? You did not notice that. Oh, oh we're going to call that passion. We're going to call that passion. And people have been seeing this for years and they've been making one excuse after the, what's the thing that Draymond Green has to do for you people to take it seriously? He just recently choked somebody out. Choked him out. His neck region. That wasn't enough. Give him two to five games. No big deal. Now he just smacks somebody across the face. What if he hit him in a row? So what, what's the thing that you need to see Draymond Green do on court, on the court for you to say, okay, I've seen enough. What's the thing he has to do? Break somebody's leg? What's the thing he has to do? Break somebody's arm? Well, I'm trying to figure it out. Where, what, it, what, where does it reach the point where you say, okay, enough is enough? Or is that what we're waiting for? Why won't you talk about, oh, he needs help. He needs all of this. Why won't you talk about that? But in the part that gets me is that he may be going through personal stuff in his life. My, yo, stop with that. You know what? That is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's just not. Because you cannot use that as an excuse when everybody else can use that same excuse. You can't use it. You cannot use it, number one. Number two, Draymond, if you listen to him in the postgame, he didn't mention anything about personal issues. He said, usually when I do things, I don't apologize for them. But in this case, I mean, when I usually, no, what he said, usually I mean to do things and I don't apologize. And in this case, I mean to do it. So I'm going to, like, what are you talking about? 
He doesn't even seem remorseful. He doesn't. If they suspended Draymond Green for the rest of the season, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I would not care. That is ridiculous behavior. And then he, the part that gets me is when he does these stuff, he then acts like he doesn't know what's going on. Draymond is fully aware of what he's doing. He, he just snapped. He smacks that dude in the face and he jumps up. Sabonis was sitting on the floor, stomps on his chest and jumps up. I don't know what I'm doing. Kick somebody in their balls. He does that a lot. Oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Until somebody socks Draymond Green in the mouth, then he's going to know what's going on. Nah, man, I'm not a fan of Draymond Green, and I'm sick of people making excuses, and it's not a joke. Seeing somebody get choked out on live TV is not a joke. If a police officer had done that, nobody would be laughing. That's why I can't stand about you, dude. Y'all be picking and choosing when you want to get angry. If it was a police officer that ran on the court and did that to Draymond Green, y'all would be pissed as hell. Do you know why you'd be pissed as hell? You would say because he has no right to do that. Why is he interrupting the proceedings? He's a, he's a police officer. He shouldn't be able to do that. But another player should be able to choke somebody in the court, and, and we're going to laugh about it. I'm out. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.